There is no certainty. There are no guarantees. The guarantees, if you go bravely, you'll be rewarded. Am I in the action business or the results business? It's like, are you a real coach or are you a fucking cheerleader? Dude, I've never seen guys run like you before. Oh, that's the best. You're a natural athlete and like, we'd love to be that guy. Most of us are not that guy or people lie to you a lot. The thing isn't so important. The intention while you're doing the thing seems to be more important than the actual thing. Find out what, what your fears are and consciously with intention go into those. You're not an egg on Twitter. Be who you are and be there everywhere and your life will, it'll be quantifiable how much bigger it will get. What I said was, I think the question isn't how do I make more money? I think your question is how do I become more useful? You want self-esteem, pussycat? Do esteemable things. You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on building optimal mental and physical performance into your life, visit the new, improved, and upgraded naturalstacks.com. That's right, guys. We've got a new website. Go check it out. I'm sure you're going to love it. Brian Muncy is probably the smartest guy I know. Trust me. Muncy is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncy's out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast is bold, edgy, creative, entertaining, and epic. Ryan Muncy is my go-to guy. Ryan Muncy is he's the first guy I call. He's making people's lives better. Ryan Muncy's an innovator. Happy Thursday. Welcome to another episode of the OPP. This is episode 101. It is part two of our awesome sit down with Mr. Tate Fletcher. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to that. We put it out on Monday. This is our first week of two, not one, but two episodes of the OPP every single week. This week, we have a part one and part two of the same interview. Going forward, we're going to be mixing up. We'll have more hot seats. We'll have people interviewing me. We'll have listener Q&As. If you guys have questions, send them to me, ryan at naturalstacks.com, or you can submit them via social media, whether it's on Twitter, uh, Instagram. But we want your questions. What do you want to learn? What do you want to hear on the OPP? We'll get those questions answered for you guys on some listener Q&A questions as well. So stay tuned for a lot of really cool stuff. We want to continue to make this one of the best podcasts in the world, providing you with all the resources and tools and information that you need to kick ass, uh, live optimal, and just you know enjoy life. As always, go to naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to see the video version of this uh, along with the blog post that has links and show notes, resources. Uh, as you heard in the intro, the Natural Stacks website is revamped. Uh, the new one is out. You're going to enjoy it. Go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Let us know how much you like the show. If we read your review on the air, we will hook you up with free Natural Stacks products. Of course, share the OPP. You know, this conversation that we're having with Tate is something that, you know, as I said in part one, you know, people don't talk about this stuff enough. You know, we, we all, uh, we don't have, not every day is a great day. Uh, we all have highs and lows. We need to learn how to balance uh, parasympathetic and sympathetic. We need to learn how to balance the highs and lows. We need to balance good days, bad days, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, share this. If you find it helpful, 
the people that pop into your head as you listen, you know, send them the link. Uh, Apple has a new thing on uh, iTunes. As you listen to a podcast, you can just click a little button. Uh, it'll give you a share URL. I want to start sharing some research with you guys, some, some cool uh, things that, that we come across, whether it's fact of the day, research, you know, whatever. But I recently started watching a show on Netflix, wild, weird, wonderful stuff in the world. Uh, and it's really fascinating. They have been watching animals. And uh, the point of all this is that it relates to EMFs. We've talked about EMFs and how they uh, can alter our health. Go back and listen to uh, the episode that we did with David Limaker. Um, that was on your environment. Go back and listen to the one with Katie Singer on uh, cell phones and EMFs and cancer. There was a, a large-scale study done looking at livestock, specifically cattle, and they found that cows always face the same directions. Uh, so the herd, every cow in the herd will face the same general direction, and they think that this is an, an evolutionary thing so that if there's a predator that they don't scatter and run into each other, that they all run in the same direction. Uh, but cows generally face the same direction. What they also noticed was that when they studied fields looking down from overhead, if the fields had power lines that ran across them, the cows did not face the same direction. So this was a hint to scientists that the cows were using the Earth's magnetic field to orient themselves. Whichever way they were facing, uh, they were able to, to determine which way they were going to face uh, by using the Earth's electromagnetic field. With the power line going across and with the EMFs that it was emitting, it was uh, messing up the cow's ability to um, you know, figure that out. So the other thing that they did then was they went and they looked at dogs. And if you ever see a dog spinning around in circles before they have a bowel movement, uh, the dog is actually looking for north. Most of the time, dogs will stop facing north, uh, and, and that's when they'll have their bowel movement. Um, and in the same study, they found that on certain days, all the dogs that they looked at did not face north. Those days corresponded to days with massive solar flares that also impacted the Earth's electromagnetic fields. So animals are using the Earth's electromagnetic fields uh, in their day-to-day -day basis. So for, for anybody doubting you know, the, uh, the importance of electromagnetic fields and, and how our uh, environment is uh, affecting them, that's some pretty strong evidence that maybe we do need to pay a little bit more attention about uh, what we're being exposed to, whether it's all the computers or Bluetooth, um, you know, try to get headphones that uh, are, are low EMF, um, you know, try not to use Bluetooth so you're not sending that signal through your brain. Uh, keep your phone on airplane mode as much as possible. Turn off your Wi-Fi at night. It's about reducing exposure. We're not going to eliminate it completely, but we do want to reduce it. Do more stuff to combat it with grounding. You know, just walk outside in the morning, stand barefoot, grab a tree. There's actually an interesting study as well on kombucha showing that it can attenuate the metal and mineral buildup that accompanies EMF exposure. So uh, specifically copper, zinc, and iron, I believe was the third one. So in the study, kombucha 
actually increased zinc and it decreased the amount of drop that we saw in the desirable metals and minerals so that we shift these things more into a favorable balance. Now, it wasn't as, the levels were not as positive or, or as perfect as they were if there was no exposure to the EMFs, but it did attenuate the negatives from exposure to EMFs. So if you like kombucha, there's yet another reason for you to drink kombucha. I'm curious to know if these can be impacted positively in a similar way by other probiotic foods like sauerkraut or kimchi. So hopefully somebody does a study on that and we'll get some answers there. But for now, kombucha could be a solution to help us attenuate the exposure to EMF. So there you go. And remember, you can do grounding, reduce glutathione, all sorts of other things that help us with that as well. All right. So there you have it, guys. Fact of the day, some cool stuff on EMFs. We are going to rejoin Tate now talking about some fun stuff. Would you agree that the less useful someone is to society, the harder their life is? Of course. That's the thing. The going right that Logan's talking about. It's, it's really just building. Doing the harder thing. Like that kind of thing. It's also, you said a great word. You said certainty. Either staying with certainty or going out towards your druthers or your passions or whatever. The fucking rub is that there is no easier way that's like, there is no certainty. There are no guarantees. The guarantees, if you go bravely, you'll be rewarded. The certainty you're holding on to, you're the postman. Like you're just like, it's, it would be like to me, a life like that. And if it's fucking your life and you love it, fucking awesome. I can't do it. But like, it would be like working at the goddamn airport and never having been on a plane. But I've got to go here and I've got to be at the airport every fucking... It's like, here's the, here's the view of the rest of the world and I, I'm never going to partake in that. I'm in linoleum and, and fluorescent lighting. Yeah, so the, the word certainty came, uh, a lesson from a mentor of mine. There are six needs that we all chase in life. And hey guys, Ryan here, jumping in in post-production for this podcast. I want to go over the six needs with you right now. When I first learned this, it was, it was just revolutionary for me, both in terms of personal development and growth, uh, but also for uh, business pursuits and, and being a better coach. Uh, so here are the six core needs. This is actually from Tony Robbins. I'm, I was not aware at the time that I learned it. Basically, everything that we do, every action, every pursuit, we are looking to meet at least one of these six needs. And if we can find pursuits or actions that help us meet multiple needs, then that is an action that we are more likely to, you know, to pursue or to habituate. So anyway, there are four lower level needs. The first two are certainty and uncertainty. The next two are significance and love. And then the final two are growth and contribution. So certainty, uncertainty, or uncertainty could also be variety. So certainty and variety are uh, kind of opposite ends of the same spectrum. Uh, you know, in, in the podcast uh, with Tate, I use the analogy of a bar. Uh, that's what was used when I learned it. So if you go to your neighborhood bar after work, there is a certain element of certainty. You know where it is, you know what you can drink. 
Uh, you probably sit at the same stool every day. There's also uncertainty. Uh, you never know what conversations are going to come up. You know, maybe there's challenges or, or excitement, whatever. The next two are significance and love. And, you know, people can find that at a bar. When, when I first learned these, it was in relation to, okay, how do I apply this to uh, House of Strength, the performance training facility that I ran? So I wanted to make sure that every single time our members walk through those doors, that they got all of those basic needs, the certainty. You knew it was going to be a great workout. You knew who was going to be in your class. You knew the coach was going to be there. You knew it was going to be great training. But there's also uncertainty. You know, the workout varied from day to day. You never knew what the challenge was going to be, what the conversations were going to be, what the music might be. It's a little bit different every time. There's also significance. You know, your, your coach, your, your people working out in the class with you can help provide significance. And, and you know, there's plenty of love and connection in that as well. So, that, so those four, you know, kind of lower level or basic needs can be met, um, you know, it, your, at your place of business. Um, at my place of business, we, we made sure that we worked those in. And in that analogy of the bar, you know, the person leaving work and going to the bar can find all four of those. Now, those higher level needs, that's where all the magic happens, the growth and the contribution. So there's not a lot of growth and contribution happening uh, if you go to the bar after work. But one of the things that we really, really focused on you know, with House of Strength was providing those two things for our members. Uh, one of the ways that we did contribution was sometimes we did clothes drives at Christmas or if we did the House of Strength Christmas party and we had members who helped us set it up, members who, you know, helped promote it, helped run it. Another thing that we did was allow uh, every single class got to submit songs that they wanted to hear for their playlist. So like the 6 p.m. class had their own playlist and it was all the songs that they wanted to hear. So you get to contribute to these things. You know, we, we did things where, you know, we got to name the kettlebells or uh, I, I know other friends who own gyms that allowed people to paint the kettlebells, you know, have parties and come together and do that. But the point is, you know, if you run a business, look for ways that you can have your customers contribute to the business, uh, your patrons, your clients, you know, whoever they may be, patients, whatever type of business you run. But also be aware of these things for yourself and the things that you pursue, the activities that you like and, and engage in. You know, find things where you can build in growth and, and contribution. Those are the, the higher level needs for our soul. You know, and in terms of growth, uh, obviously with House of Strength and, and the things that we did, the workouts that challenge us spiritually and, and mentally as much as physically and push for that growth in that way. Uh, it's one of the things that makes seal fit so attractive or, or even CrossFit that you know you're going to push through that suck and embrace the grind and, and that you're going to get better for having pushed yourself through something that was uncomfortable or difficult. You're going to learn a lot. So there's a lot of growth that happens there too. So by really focusing on meeting all six of those needs, uh, we were able to really make House of Strength something special. And again, I, I share this from both personal development, so be aware of, of how you pursue these things in your own lives, but also if you do run a business or, or if you have interactions with other people, you know, how are these at play and, and how can you build them in to give people what they're looking for? 
So that's it. Tony Robbins has a lot of great stuff on this. If you guys want to follow up with that, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But just wanted to make sure we covered that in full for you. Back to the podcast. But if I make my choices then for job security, say, and say, okay, I can make $42,000 a year for the rest of my life at this job. It'll afford my kid a life. Okay, cool. Or I could make 30 grand a year while I'm working in my wood shop the rest of the time to do what I really love doing. And then all of a sudden I'm making 3.5 million a year because somebody has gotten my designs and now my kids got a very different life. It's like, it's like when I'm living and I'm like, I just really would like my dad to love me or whatever, or have my family be proud of me. It's like, that's not happening. And I'm like, fuck, I want to have this happen in some way. And, uh, that never happens. And the reason it never happens is it's because it's the thing I'm looking for. And when I look to set myself free and they go, Oh, look, Tate's able to take care of himself in life and he's not going to go to prison or die. That's their freedom. That's all they wanted. And now they're proud. You know what I mean? It's like that. And it's a, I'm looking at the fucking wrong thing to get the thing that I need. And, and, and if I'm going towards security, I'm, I mean, for me in my life, and I don't know, maybe it's fucking great, but like I miss out if I go towards security, I, I, I would have robbed myself a thousand different times. And that being said too, I failed publicly in huge fucking ways and, and, and all those failures have turned into the greatest assets of my life. Like had it turned out a different way, I would be in a very different spot that was maybe less fun. Right. And that's, that's another thing that I'm exploring in a, in a project is, you know, the, the, the fear of failure, you, you mentioned the fear of death. I mean, I think the fear of failure is equally paralyzing and, and you know, the culprit for just as many people not pursuing what it is but absolutely but i to me the purgatory is the the real purgatory is knowing that that's in you and not pursuing it and having to be unhappy or frustrated or being a critic or a hater because you see other people doing it and you haven't but if you have failed and you realize like well shit i'm still alive i'm still me it's really not that bad it's it's very liberating it becomes am i am i in the action business or the results business if i'm in the results business i'm unhappy because things aren't fitting what I'm contriving to happen, right? And if I'm in the action business, I'm just in the learning and I'm just doing. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. And now I'm a participant. I'm not a spectator. Spectators are always haters. They're always kind of, there's, there's a small percentage that are cool people, right? Like, it's like, and it's just how it is. It's like, because they don't know what that feels like to be, I mean, even as, and the participant knows. Like, even, we're all on a fight team in Albuquerque at, at uh, Greg Jackson, Winkle John, and we're running sprints. And there's like, it's like Nate Marcourt, Joey Villasenor, Keith, me, Elliot Marshall, St. Pierre came in that morning, like Rashad, like there's a bunch of big, and and there's half of us that are running stairs. There's stairs up the top of Sandia Mountain, and, they're, and then half are doing buddy carries with switchbacks. And, um, and it's, we, we got done doing like buddy carries, which is it's way worse to be the guy getting carried. You'd rather do the work because it feels so unsure to be uh, like it's awful. I was like, we're going to fall off the side of the fucking mountain. But we get done anyway. This point of the story is and, 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 and like George and Nate and Joey, like all the middleweights are all running steps and people are like, come on, let's go. Like everybody wants to. It's like coaching. It's like, are you a real coach? Or are you a fucking cheerleader? Come on, come on. And Joey stopped and he's like. Listen, you guys, I know you've all done this before, but you're not doing it now. So unless you're fucking doing it now, I don't want to hear anything from anybody. And there's a real thing like that for participants. They're like, fucking mind your business because you don't know. At this point, you're solely a fan. 
and just keep it to yourself and let me do this work because it's hard as fuck. And like when people are suffering to that, most people don't even know what that kind of suffering feels like, you know, let alone what real coaching would be to get through that. And so like there's that kind of the thing where it's like I've never been happy to be the one looking. I, w- I would rather be doing the work. And I think that's a, a huge part of, of uh, the thing is not shirking from the work, not shirking from being a participant because it looks scary. And the thing that I've just undertook now, this goddamn stand-up comedy thing, is a whole nother thing. And I, I went, I was writing today and I was like, man, I've got to fucking own this. And that, cause at first I can throw it away. It's like, if you're, what do we all want as a little kid? You want to be a phenom. You want your coach to go, dude, I've never seen guys run like you before. Oh, that's the best. You, you're a natural athlete. And like, we'd love to be that guy. Most of us are not that guy or people lie to you a lot. And, uh, and, and, but the thing is, is that like, we can work towards that. Like the guy that's the best is the guy that's working. A lot of people look at Joe Rogan and they say, hey, that guy, he's just a natural at the stuff that he does. Well, guess what, dummies? I don't know anybody that works more or fucking really holds himself to the fire more or researches more than that guy. Like I and I know a lot of hard workers like there's that aspect to it. The guy that is looking awesome, like it's flawless, like he's a phenom has also been in the dirt fucking sweating and bleeding and dying for the thing. And, and there's a huge benefit to that and doing that with no money at all to come back to you. And it goes back to a thing of talking to one of my guys and I was like, you know, this thing with caveman coffee and, and saying, you know, do the thing that you have the most fun doing and all that shit. But also it's important, man, to have something. Have you ever built anything that makes you want to, that, that breaks relationships apart, that keeps you up at night, that's not fun, that you wish you hadn't, that like, and, and, and what I told the dude, I said, I hope you love something that much because everybody wants to talk about love or I care about this or that. But what care is, is that you take care of that thing and that you water that plant and that you change the soil, like all of that. And like, that's myself too. Everybody wants to talk about like love and how do you love yourself and you can't love anybody and all that shit. And like, what is real self care look like for Tate then? And what I'm glad about is that I could love other people before I loved me at all. Like sometimes today it's not great, but like what I learned is that when I'm thinking of you and I'm in service to you and I'm hugging, I'm thinking of your needs and like, dude, I'm free then. And, and, and the other, the other part of that for me is, is an emptiness is a, is a part where I go, now I'm sad. I'm self-obsessed. What's depression? Thinking about me too much. My depression comes from, I'm thinking about my lack in some way, or like you said, what you've got. And it's like, fuck that never, it never pays any bills, man. That never, that never feels good. Well, and it's, it's living in the, again, living in the ego and not the self. Like when you're here and you're thinking about delivering to me, to us, like that's, that's your calling. Like that's you doing right. it. Right. Yeah. Just so to point this yeah, yeah. out to you, you gave me a hard time the other day about talking points and questions. Yeah, no, no list. I just no asked. List. I just no asked. questions. I'm just I don't know how to do it. I'm like, fuck, I wish I were organized. I need to change my shit. Look at how dialed in Ryan is. So you mentioned uh, Joe Rogan and how hard he works. We've talked about a few other people in our conversations that are really, really high achievers. Yep. And people who have accomplished a lot in their life. And there is that common denominator of a long time, a long body of work of being dedicated, but also working as hard as possible and just, like you said, being action focused and just mm-hmm. just getting in there, doing the work and getting shit done. I mean, there's really something to be said for that. It's almost like that's the not so secret, secret formula. Right. Living potently. How do I put, how do I get the most juice for the squeeze, right, is, mm-hmm. the, is the deal. Tate, 
your, we're going to ask you two more questions. So we want to know where can our listeners find more of you if they don't already know how or where. You can find me on Fast and Furious 8 right now. Get thrown into a propeller off a 40-foot building. You can find... <laughs> it was, that was exhilarating. The fall was exhilarating. So you actually, you did your own stunt? Yep. Okay. Yep. And the girl that did it with me that doubled Michelle was fucking... Natalie Padilla is her name, and she was amazing, man. It, it's a hard thing. Like, we did... Like, I... Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But uh, you can find me at Tate Fletcher on my YouTube. Uh, Pirate Life Radio is my podcast, and Tate Fletcher on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, and Caveman Coffee. And Caveman Coffee, you can find me at. You can, if you're in Texas, you can find me at Concrete Cowboy. Chicago, too. We just opened a new one there. And you guys are going to be at Paleo FX coming up? Be at Paleo FX. Okay. will be the shining point of that. And of Austin at that time, just us being there. I'm going to go to Ram Das in May with my mom. I'll be in Hawaii. But you don't want people to find you there. You can find me there if you want, but if Ram Das gets mad, I don't. he might summon a cyclone or something. You don't know what might happen. That dude's got spiritual powers. Final question. Your top three tips to live optimal. See, these are the kinds of things when you should, you should write that first. On the spot. Top three tips to live optimal. One would be a, a, a huge encompassing thing. is how you nourish yourself. I mean, and everybody kind of says that. There's one of these online nutrition coaches, and she's uh, drinking a Diet 7-Up, and she's like, oh, I just, this is my favorite. I just love this. And I'm like, it's filled with cancer, and, which is a trip. Like, we all know that, too. It even says it's carcinogenous on the can. And... <sighs> It's weird what will dim diminish because we have a taste for it. And uh, so I would say nourishing myself. Like, first thing is like, like, and I don't give a fuck if I have a diet soda. I mean, I don't ever have a diet soda. But if I were to, I would just do that and I'd be like, but I know it. Like, that's why I buried Mrs. Bauer, who I was sitting with on her deathbed, is because of diet soda. Like, she got cancer from it at the end of 70 years of life. Um, nourishing yourself well, I think, is one of the hugest things. And I, and I think that... Um, the, the starter kit for that is even recognizing the four different aspects of yourself and, and nourishing your spiritual self, whatever that means to you, your emotional self, your intellectual self, and your physical self. And, and doing a, a portion, whether it's several minutes or whether it's several hours of each of those every day, like to, and to really be conscious then of what that is. It's great. Whatever you read every day, I think is great. You should read something every day. If it's popular mechanics and you read that every day, awesome. You're going to learn sentence structure. You're going to learn uh, different vocabulary. You're going you're gonna to learn how to like whatever through that, or you can broaden that and you can, you know, I mean, it's like whatever it is, is going to be good. It's just doing the thing. The thing isn't so important. The intention while you're doing the thing seems to be more important than the actual thing, I think. And so I, th I would watch nourishment would be the number one thing. The second thing that I've tried to do all the time is do something scary every day. Find out what, what your fears are and, and um, consciously with intention go into those. And what that looks like, like right now for me, like I said, is doing the stand-up comedy stuff, which I started on and then I get sidetracked because that's how my head is. Um, is that it's a scary endeavor, but there's something about throwing it away because you're a phenom, right? Like that's, that's where the phenom talk was. That's where I left it off. Is that if I go up and I'm good just cause I talk shit and I'm funny and I look goofy, it's one thing where I'm like fucking awesome. And I don't have to do that thing again. I already got it, but I don't really have a broad enough 
experiential plane with which to really judge that I've already got it, right? And so then the next step is, and I, I remember when I was working in this nightclub and we'd have a poetry, uh, poetry contest, like slam poetry, and I thought how brave those people were. I mean, some of those guys would make me weep. Like, I'm the door guy <laughs> fucking cry, crying at slam poetry, you know? And uh, there's this dude from Albuquerque with these long fucking dreads, and he was beautiful, man. This, he was an older dude, and, and uh, anyway, but he's writing from his soul, right, to evoke that kind of a feeling in a stranger. And then he has to present his soul to a room full of people that are usually a little buzzed and maybe go, you suck, or whatever and and like that's fucking brave and i see comedy like that you're writing like here's myself and i'm going to present it to you and it would be like either i'm going to go and run a race and i'll just run the race and however i do and if i do great awesome or i'm going to say an intention weeks before and say i'm going to run this race and i'm going to pay attention to it and i'm going to go down this road and uh, i train for it and then if i do poorly ooh, what does that mean about me and so that that's the the thing about that is that like do that scary thing and, and go and put yourself up to fail. And, you know, in life, there's like there's this saying you can't save your face and your ass at the same time. And what self am I protecting? You know, and uh, and I think that you should always try to slay yourself. You should seek death in every goddamn moment. And like and if you don't have a big way that you're doing that, maybe you ask yourself some more questions. And that would bring me to the third thing, which I guess would be reflection. There's the me that I think that I am. And then there's the me that the outside world thinks that I am. Then there's the me that my close friends know me to be. And then there's the me that both the outside world knows about me that I don't know about how they see and that my friends know that I don't know. Like I, I need everybody and I need to have real self-reflection to know that a community of cooperation is what is best going to nourish that part of me. I think it all comes back to nourishing. All those things are are nourishing components but uh for three big blankets like that'd be it the nourishing aspect do something scary and reflect and meditate and and, and try to be honest with you know what self are you really like I, I remember i went to um you know that play it was like a hip-hop play hamilton okay about the founding fathers it's fantastic man and i thought at the end of it it's fucking beautiful at the end of it i looked at it and i go these guys all think that they're good men. Like whether it's Aaron Burr, Alexander Hamilton, Washington, like everybody, the, the, the king of England, everybody thinks that they're a good man. It doesn't make them that, right? And so then I go, are you a good man, Tate? Like, and what does that look like? And, and why would you think that? And because the self always wants to be self-congratulatory a little bit, you know, like even if I'm getting a bad deal, even if I live as a victim in my life, like a little bitch, and I'm like, eh, the world just gives me a bad deal. I still think I'm a good guy. What my mantra is, is how did this happen to a nice guy like me? Right. Why doesn't the world get on? And I think that's the thing, and I don't think there's an, I don't, it's one of those questions I don't think there's an answer for, but I think that it's a fucking vital question to ask yourself regularly, maybe. And just being in the question directs you in a way you know is, is directive the questions are more important than the answers in a way the type of person most likely to have a no answer to that question is also not the type of person who's regularly asking themselves right. that question and am i a good guy to whom right what does that who what if you what if you were asked that about tate what if my mom were what if a dude that i had a fight with was what if it like like uh, you know you can and so 
and then what's my goal? What kind of a human do I want to be? And I think that that's the thing too. I think that humans are, you know, for business models and stuff, when we do a business plan, we get a mission statement. I think it's important to have a mission statement for your life, you know, and like, what's the through line of my life? Because at that point, it doesn't matter the external stuff speaking to the internal serenity. It doesn't matter what happens. If you have a mission statement, you go, my mission statement is to be as useful to those I love and the people around me so that I can be a integral part of society to make this a richer place for everybody. And then if you go, well, I would be that except I got kids now or the dog needs feet. Like you find a way to make all that work and keep the fucking mission statement, right. hold your standard. Right. That's almost trademark. It's, it's funny because, you know, there've been a few conversations out here on this trip with, you know, you've said that, uh, Logan said that, we talked to Mark Sisson, he said that and there's this, this overarching theme that, you know, people who find success have this true north compass point or this mission statement that, you know, we know, we've all seen the picture, of, you know, like we think success is going to be a straight line from sure. here to here. Right. And it ends up being this like chaotic squiggly thing that you can't follow. And then eventually it pops out over here. Yep. But if you can stay in touch with that anchor or that compass or true north or mission statement, whatever you want to call it, you know, for Mark, it was, you know, he wanted to help you know, a million people be healthier, right? Which, okay, I think he's doing that, right? Um, whatever it is for, for Logan at Deuce, whatever it is for you, yep. you know, for me and, and when, when it was House of Strength and even now with a bigger platform, you know, it's, I want everybody I encounter to be or live stronger, happier, healthier, you know, for having encountered me. So whatever, whatever course, whatever project we're working on, it's, is it in line with that value? Is right. it helping that? And it's taught me to not pigeonhole myself too. Yeah. Because I, I think about, I think about even like pirate life radio, or I think about like, I see guys that do uh, tandem podcast together or uh, you with house of strength or whatever it is. It's like, if I'd have limited myself, to, I, I used to be on online. Uh, I'd never been online before, before I met Eddie Bravo really. But like my email was rather choke you out, which uh, at the time, not as many people knew about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as they do now. And it looked like maybe a sex fetish thing if, like, a lady from wardrobe on a movie would be like, rather choke you out, like, and it's just the letter you, And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I've got to become an adult and just have my name as a Gmail or something. You know what I mean? I've got things we've got to change. Right. But for a long time, that was it. And so, like, on, on the underground and shit like that, that was – and Eddie's like, dude, dude, you are, you are a pro change your name to that. There's fucking juice in there or whatever. And I was like, cool, whatever, you know? And, but if I'd have just kept myself, it rather choke you out for, for, it's like, and, and that thing about anonymity and authenticity at a certain point, man, you're not an egg on Twitter, be who you are and be there everywhere. And your life will, it'll be quantifiable how much bigger it will get. And these little things that we do, if we're, if we're speaking towards higher ideals, I think, of humanity, that thing echoes into the rest of our lives in a way that we couldn't have guessed. And, and, and that speaks to the next thing too, is a lot of people are like, dude, how does everything you do? Like you write a book and then that goes into your podcast and then your, that goes for your movie. And like all this is all in our web. And like you have these clubs and like, it's a fucking call to life. You know I mean? I mean, it's not like it happened. Like, like it's like, it costs, it, it costs a lot. And it's a huge risk, and it, which would have cost everything. Like it's like I roll the fucking dice, and I've been doing it for a long time, and that's what it is. And 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 guys that like were my jujitsu guys, and they'd be like, "Well, I want to make some money right now, or whatever." I'm like, "I get it," 
but go ahead and make yourself a reputation. That's more important than money. Go and go and be about something. And you do that fucking, that'll pay you forever. Like you don't need to make money right now. What you need to do is sharpen the sword, find out more about the world. What's all out there. What obstacles are be aware, fucking heighten your awareness and your discipline. Get those four aspects of self in line more. So then when you're ready to make money, cause nobody's going to take you seriously till you're 35 anyway. Sorry about it. And then fucking watch. Then you'll be armed to be at the party. Whereas other people that are like, no, no, I won't do nothing for unless it's like awesome. Awesome. Your interest in life will speak to your pocketbook later and it'll speak to your usefulness. There's a guy, I'll end it with this for, for this part of it anyway, that there's, he, he asked like, how can I make more money? You know, anybody that's got side jobs, et cetera. Like, I think you're asking the wrong question. And I said, let's talk later. And then I went back later and I thought about what I wanted to say. And, and what I said was, I think the question isn't how do I make more money? I think your question is how do I become more useful? And you're fucking 19 years old asking me how to make more money. You know, Moses is next to you. He speaks Spanish and English. You just speaking. He's automatically more useful. He dresses. He puts himself together. If he's just in a t-shirt and jeans, he looks neat and presentable. You look kind of sloppy. You didn't even comb your hair. It's different. It's like, how useful do you want to be? How, how are you presenting yourself to the world as like, could I have this guy be this or that or the other? Most people are, are screwdrivers or hammers. There's some single modality thing. Man, make yourself a Swiss army knife. And then if you want to really get crazy, make yourself a whole toolbox. You know, like, like th those are rare fucking people that can do all those different. But the more useful you are, man. And so, like, I think that's the thing is, like, become useful, man. Everybody wants some shit for not being much. It's like the more useful you, the universe needs you. The more useful you are, the universe needs you. It's going to beg to pay you more money than you think you're worth because it's going to need you the more useful you are. And I think that's one of the biggest things is people are like, I want to be something. It's like, be useful. The useful guy, you know how to tie knots. You're better off than the guy that doesn't know how to tie knots. It's simple shit that you can access on a daily basis. And when I'm accessing that, like, it's like uh, this old lady, man, she was so sweet. She'd call me pussycat when she meant dummy. And uh, her name was Jeannie Rigaud. And she said, listen, pussycat. Uh, she goes, you got low self-esteem. I go, I know. She goes, well, do esteemable things then. And I'd never heard that. I've been here and I had low self-esteem <laughs> since I'm a little kid. Like, well, fuck yeah. Thank but, you. I know. Right. And that, but didn't like that speaks. Nobody like, tells you what to do about it. Right. Like, but the book uh, mindset, like if, yeah. if I, I have self-esteem, you keep saying that, like I, I'm a person of self-esteem and you start to believe it and you think you can't change it. Right. But that, that's a great yeah. way but to Also, to understanding it. why or whatever or changing the words aren't as important as acting differently. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you want you want self-esteem, pussycat. Do, do esteemable, do esteemable things. things. Yeah. You, you know, you yeah. want to be strong? Do strong shit. Guess what it's going to take to be strong? Doing hard stuff. Yeah. yeah. Chew, chew it off. I, I always used to tell people that in the gym. You know, like you want to bench? You want to look like you bench 315? Ever seen a guy who can bench Best 315? Best way to do it. <laughs> he looks like he can bench 315, right? Yep. Yeah. There's some of those guys that are little tiny skinny guys and you're like, how is that guy so strong? <laughs> there are there some are of those outliers out some. there. I don't know. But for most of us, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's just doing it's, it. It's like you said and earlier. Is it better? There's a guy that came in and he's like, dude, I just want to have bigger arms, man. And I go, cool story. What would that get you? What, what What's so mean? great about that? You know what I mean? And How does like, that change your life? And he, and he begrudgingly, I'm glad he said too, he goes, aesthetics. And I go, cool, that's great. I said, how big is big enough? And when you start asking questions, guys get confused. 
because he doesn't know how big would be big enough. He doesn't even know how big today is, you know? And I go, isn't it better to be useful? Wouldn't you rather be able to go and jump up on that seven-foot wall by your fingertips and pull yourself up and stand up on top of it and then jump off the other side? Or would you like big arms? Like, Because have the big arms, too, or whatever, but make it so that you can do something. Look, you can do an iron cross, and he's got big arms, or whatever. You know, usually being useful speaks to also the aesthetic that you'd like to carry around. And more than that, it speaks to the pride that you'll be able to carry in your soul and of the usefulness to show others. Well, that's one of my favorite quotes from uh, anatomy and physiology in college. Form follows function. And yeah. that was a way that the teacher taught us to remember what the role of any particular cell or, or you know, organism, organelle or whatever yeah. in the body was. Like if, if you can look at its form, it will give you hints as to what its function is. And, and right. the body is no different. The mind is no different. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like stem cells, yeah. like whatever you put them near, they become that thing in a healthy representation of it. Like, and, and that's the same kind of thing. Whatever I put my attention to that thing grows. I mean, and it, that's another great thing. I guess that's apropos to this is that I, I heard this lady talk once and she goes, I'm just thinking to myself, I have problems, man. And I can think about those problems, whether it's depression, whether it's my bills, whether it's the kid, what, whatever it is. And she goes, when I start thinking about you and what your needs are and how can I help you meet your needs, all my problems die of neglect. All the stuff that the problems are around, the seedlings, they're all, they all get taken, all that stuff gets taken care of anyway. Worrying doesn't help it get taken care of. It just puts me in a worse place. So if I think about you, I get to be free and help. Like, and that's a huge, huge thing. And, and I think those are, I think those, I mean, those are, I think those are physical things that you can do, but I also think those are spiritual axioms that you can lead your life by and, and whatever those things are. And a, and a dude told me this once. He says, you know, if you t straighten out the spiritual, the physical and the emotional will follow. And I, I'd always try, like, I, can I work harder and work myself into a better spot, like psychokinetically? And then you can't, I, I couldn't really, I would be missing pieces if I were to do that. And what, what, I, what that led me to do is, go and direct my day and where would I like to be useful today? How am I going to best meet that goal and how am I going to be more useful tomorrow? Let that mark my day at the end of the day, reflect upon it. Where were you, where was I upset or, or emotional or where did I speak unkindly and like, look at the, and like get into reflections, bookending my day. And that was one of the first things that then led me into the next thing of like, be the watcher of your thoughts. Why aren't you trying to be helpful to the guy that's coming in? Why is he the asshole that's cutting you off instead of why aren't you the nice guy that's letting him in? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I get to change it where I, either I'm helpful or like I'm the prison guard of the fucking traffic lane. <laughs> right. Like it's and, and it, it looks like insanity when I look at it like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, what's your mission statement? I want to be the best representation of Tate Fletcher that I can be so that I can be most useful to those around me in my community. And I, I want, you know, there's a dude a long time ago and, and he'd helped me a lot. Um, and, uh, and I still feel like I owe him a lot. And he says, you don't owe me anything, Tate. You owe everybody. And uh, he says, what you need to do is you're going to need to become uh, the best you that you can be so that you can be helpful to the guy coming behind you. And, and that's been kind of the beginning um, light post, I guess, that I look to in my life. Of like, am I holding on to that? And he says, and he says if that's your goal, you, you might be able to be okay, you know? And that'll be good enough. And, and, and there's nothing really better than that than to be able to be useful like that, for, for me anyway. I know? agree with that. Uh, 
Well, let's end it there. Yeah, Tate, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to hear about your upcoming trip, too. I'm so excited, man. Yeah, thank like you. Like, all of it. This thank is you. great. Thank you. If you guys are listening, thank you for tuning in. Naturalstacks.com, you'll be able to see the video version of this. We'll have links to some of the resources and books that we talked about, all of Tate's caveman and, and all the Instagram accounts and podcasts and everything else. Go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Grab your friend's phone, subscribe them to the podcast. We'll get sneaky on this one, and we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Thank you.